What's going on guys, Leland Bappas here. And if you're listening to my voice right now, I need you to literally calm down, relax, get a pen, get paper, and take some notes. Now here's the thing. I am driving right now, so this is very impromptu, but I feel like I have to let you guys know this as soon as possible. Um, months ago, we talked about it being a buyer's market, but even before then, uh, we talked about the importance of basically selling different assets that were not performing quickly, right? And that was almost a year ago. Now, if you missed that boat, God bless you. But if you actually listened and heeded to my warnings about the market a year ago, uh, then right now you're in a better, a better situation because I told many people to prepare to get dry powder, all right? Now, here's the thing. In this rant, <laughs> I'm going to give you guys straight uh, market things, indicators, and then basically what to do. I don't care if you have a dollar to your name or if you have a billion dollars to your name. All right. Here are some just general things that you need to be aware of. And then also where you need, you know, what your North Star should be. OK, now here's the thing. I want us I want us to all think about the market. The way the market works is this. When we have reporting, like with public with publicly traded companies, those reportings in reference to earnings and things like that, they are always paced to be three months or a quarter of the year behind. Okay. So when you're looking, when you're going through someone's financials and their earnings reports, that is something that took place not today, not yesterday, but it took place like three months ago. Okay. Now, here's here's one of the issues. Right now, we have interest rates that when it comes to mortgage interest rates, mortgage interest rates have taken a slight, a slight decline. Okay. But keep in mind, at the same point, the Federal Reserve's interest rates, they are expecting to further increase them. Now, how does this equate? Many of you guys are not aware of something that's, that, that is basic as this. The Federal Reserve is the one who gives or basically allots money to the banks. The bank then comes together with other banks and they set their own interest rates. So right now what's happening is because for so many decades with interest rates being at an all-time low, there were so many banks who were being ultra greedy. And they were being so greedy that they were basically lending money and making, you know, making money hand over hand over fist. So what's happening now is that the Federal Reserve is making some of those same banks who are choosing to be fat greedy cats to basically go on a slight diet. So in other words, when you see a bank lowering their mortgage interest rate, although the Federal Reserve has increased the rates, that means the bank itself is taking a cut on the profit. Okay? Now, this should let you know something real quick. Why would a bank be willing to take technically a loss because their interest rates are what drive market demand when it comes to real estate. So in other words, the traditional home that is bought using a mortgage 
it is easier to buy that home using a mortgage when the interest rates are lower. Therefore, when the interest rates are lower, you have more people who want to get into the market to buy things. Hence, why during COVID, you had so many prices, you basically had realtors and, and sellers price gorging or raping uh, new buyers or just buyers in general. You had people going on a buyer frenzy. People were basically buying things, you know, just for the heck of it. Like with no true logic, it made no sense. They were just overpaying for things just because debt was accessible and it was cheap to access the debt. Now, how does this all play? Play in. When the banks wrote those mortgages, right, it was out of greed. They were like, oh, man, we got more borrowers. Great. That means more assets to put, you know, on our balance sheet, more loans, more payments. We're going to make we're going to make some good money. Right now, we have banks, a lot of banks, who are already beginning to liquidate their holdings. Some of these banks are liquidating their holdings at literally like 10, 15% already on on the value. In other words, if you went to Bank of America, just as an example, you went to you went to your local bank and they went ahead and gave you a, a mortgage and you had an appraisal and everything checked out. So let's say they gave, they gave you a mortgage of 100, 100 grand and the house is worth 100 grand. All right. What the bank is doing now, although the, although although at the time the house is worth 100 grand, the bank's like, listen, we predict that in the next couple of months, that same home is going to lose its value. So we're willing to to basically sell you that asset that we've written as it being worth 100 grand. We're willing to sell you that asset for 90 grand. And matter of fact, if you're willing to buy more than one asset, we might be willing to sell it to you at 80 grand or you know what? Maybe even 70 grand. Just please get us out of this hole. So here's here's the next thing. There's a there's a quote that I like by uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And um, after he realized that um, you know people would, would be able to quote unquote integrate, he made a comment and said, you know, I now realize that I have lobbied and fought and fought to have people integrate for what is truly nothing more than a burning building. And what he was essentially saying, and I'm I'm going to tie this into economics. You guys will get it soon. What he was actually saying was by me lobbying to have, quote unquote, minorities or whatever, certain ethnic ethnic groups being in a, quote unquote, joint economy, because that's what that that's what that was about. He was he was basically saying by me doing this. I have placed people to, yeah, maybe share the same building, but they still will not have, have access to the same financial resources. Therefore, I have, ha- I have had them integrate into a burning, a burning building because there is truly nothing that they can do to really survive. That's what he was saying e- economically. Because um, all, ec- all economies are basically micro economies and groups, Okay. So here's, here's how this ties into what, what I'm getting at. A couple of months ago, I'm, it may have been th- 
three months ago, actually. Three months ago, as, as far as this recording is, is concerned. Um, three months ago, there was a PR or a PSA actually from Bank of America in which they were like, hey, listen, um, all minority groups and women, I think that's what they said, you know, quote me if I'm wrong, let me know if I'm wrong. I'm sure you guys would would love to do that. But they were like, hey, all minority groups, um, we're willing to uh, front or supply um, a portion of your down payment so that you can go ahead and buy these homes. Now, here's the thing. The way that the economy works, like the way capitalism works, and some some people like don't like this, but this is literally like the God-given truth. This is how, this is how economics works. Um, in order for capitalism to work, you have to have a strong enough base for middle class and for poverty. Like legit. And there needs to be enough movement in between, but not too much movement. Okay. So that's how that's how capitalism works. Like you have to have you have to have a middle class and you have to have a lower class. That is literally how capitalism works, especially. Well, that's just how capitalism works, period. So like when you're when you're listening to politicians, they're like, we got to protect middle, middle class. Yeah, because that's how capitalism works. <laughs> um the 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 higher class quote unquote or the ultra wealthy whatever they have to capitalize off of the middle class right you have to metaphor they have to metaphorically eat off of the middle class now the lower class the lower the lower impoverished class there has to be enough mobility to continue to feed into the middle class what, what am I getting at and how does this tie into the quote with with Martin Luther King Jr. about a burning, a burning uh, house. Well, think about it this way. If the majority of people who have housing disparities and income disparities cannot typically afford uh, to basically buy a home based on those disparities, giving them access to quote unquote buy these homes all of a sudden is basically equivalent of integrating that burning building okay now what you're going to see later on in the news cycles is that they are going to blame much of the downturn in the economy on one covid number two elon musk like seriously and then um number three they're going to try they're going to find a way to 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 blame it on uh on technology right so here's how this is going to, how the, this is how, here's how this is going to play out. Number one, they're going to blame they're going to blame the economy on um, COVID. They're going to claim that there was uh, too much money that was that was placed into the economy. Um, they're going to claim that uh, there were too many jobs that were lost, and and uh, that caused a lot of people to slow down and blah 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 blah. Listen, let me, let me tell you something. Technically, knowing that the Fed prints, I think the Federal Reserve prints somewhere around like a billion dollars a day, okay? Or like something crazy like that. So knowing that the Federal Reserve already places that amount of money into circulation, 
The only difference was that some, not all, of that money was quote-unquote given to a lot more people. That is it. And so in theory, that would actually mean that you had more um, economic frequency, or what they call it for money, they call it velocity. So you had a higher velocity of spending, you had a higher velocity of investments, you had a higher velocity of people buying, in the words of Rich Dad Poor Dad or Robert Kiyosaki, uh, doodads, but you also had a higher velocity of people buying assets as well. All those things are true. So in actuality, if they did not have that higher velocity of quote unquote uh, COVID money floating around or, or PPP or whatever else, if they did not have that velocity of money um, circulating, this quote unquote economic downturn would have actually taken place a lot sooner. And, and, I, and I'm an example of how people were already aware of it, of the economic downturn was because um, back in March of 2022, you had various companies who were diluting their stocks, like diluting, like diluting their company's holdings and were tightening on their investments, on their spending and also on their uh, their R&Ds. How do we know that? You, it hit, I mean, it was in the news that uh, Tesla and Amazon and um, Apple and other companies were buying back their, their own stock. In other words, they were, they were trying to basically raise more capital. But why would they need to raise more capital? Because... They were able to see that people were buying less of the quote unquote goods. Like what happens, what happens in the economy is this. You have what's called um, durable goods and indurable goods, right? Like elastic, elasticity and inelasticity. A durable good might be like if you're in a bad economy, the likelihood of you still buying soap is pretty high. Right. You're still for most God forbid for most people, you're going to buy soap. But in a down economy, the likelihood of you buying a $15 cup of coffee for the average person might not happen. However, the likelihood of you buying soap or toothpaste to brush your teeth is likely. So one has durability or and one is elastic and one is not elastic. An iPhone is not elastic. Hence why Apple chose to make less iPhones and iPads before you heard about an economic downturn. Duh. See how that worked? That was, you know, it's like, oh, okay, makes sense. So they knew that the economic downturn was already happening. And, and what really caused this economic downturn is the fact that our, rate, our wages are very stagnant, but people out of greed we're pushing housing prices to the moon. They were literally giving moonshots, okay? The second thing, they're gonna blame Elon Musk. Why? It's easier, for one. For two, I think Elon Musk is like a, an a interchangeable target like Donald Trump, basically, for the media. Which, by the way, it plays in both of their favors. Like, they, I think they love it. It gives them more, more publicity give some more ability to borrow money. Okay. So banks 
invest in what's called commercial finance. So you may think that a bank is buying stocks and they're not. Um, what banks are actually doing is they're looking to, to invest in alternative investments and then basically get the general public to basically put their money back with them. Okay. So banks will uh, fund um, alternative investments such as like smaller companies or startups. Uh, a bank will fund acquisitions. A bank will fund um, the development of an apartment building or the development of commercial property to have to place, um, you know, uh, office buildings in them, right? A bank will finance a car manufacturer, right? These are all considered alternative investments. These are things that will, that to the average person may seem risky, but for the bank, it gives the ability to one, diversify their own portfolio. So one thing you're, you're, you will hear about is the fact that, oh, Various banks have given Elon Musk uh, X amount of money, billions or millions or whatever, um, to purchase a company called Twitter. And, uh, you know, we, the bank, don't think that Twitter will be able to handle their, de their debt service. In other words, be able to make their payments. And so they will then blame and say, well, you know, part of our defaults come from us believing too much in, a, in a, an entrepreneur who had success in one area and not the other. That is what they're going to, to, to place the blame on. But the truth is, the real reason for all this is because the banks chose to be greedy over the last two years. The banks chose to capitalize on COVID over the last few years. Now, the bailout that the banks are gonna, are gonna to try to get will be some form of cryptocurrency. And this is gonna bring brings me to the next part, which is called BRICS. So, Different countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and uh, I'm trying to think what the S is for for BRICS. Can't think of it. They can't think of it at the moment. But these five countries have basically the largest populations. And what, they're, and what I believe they're, they're going to do is they know that this is a great time in which the U.S. dollar can weaken. And I believe what they will do is they will band together. And they will, in some shape or form, try to create, oh, oh excuse me, the S is for South, South, uh, South Africa. And I believe that, that they will come together and try to band and create their own type of currency. Now, I'm not sure if that currency will be a cryptocurrency, but I could definitely see it or it makes sense if it will be based on some type of natural resource. OK, so here's a here's the last few things. And then I'm going to I'm going to run in here and do what I got to do. But. Expect for the banks to scrutinize on unsecured assets. So like lines of credits, expect for the banks to tighten on, on different lines of credit. Um, expect for them to limit lines of credits and approvals. So what I would suggest is if you are in the hunt of a refinance or obtaining some, some type of loan or some type of lending product right now um, in the commercial finance markets, I suggest that you do so before the end of this quarter. I believe that come the first quarter of 2023, you're going to see a lot of banks gridlock throughout the U.S. And that's going to be both private and public banks. OK, and because they, they, they're going to have to have some kind of solidarity in reference to how they underwrite assets going forward. And you might even see the government again attempt to bail out some of these banks and attempt to give um, 
like a lending criteria um, throughout. Now, um, one more thing that's really important to note in the media in, in the circuit of media, there has you know many people have been made aware of a company called Blackstone. Blackstone, if you guys don't know, is a it's a huge REIT or better yet, it's a huge investment fund. I'll put it that way. And in their portfolio, it's like less than 10% is actual real estate. Now, what's interesting about this is because of, well, because of what you now know from what I just told you, Blackstone over the past quarter has not paid out any dividends. Now, this is a, a trillion dollar uh, investment fund, and they're not able to pay out their quote unquote desired or, desired or required or, or preferred um, returns to the investors at 5%. I want you to think about that. Like, just let that sink in. It's a company that owns trillions of dollars of assets. And this company has either deferred or elected to skip, basically, um, payments to their investors. And stating that there is a liquidity problem. Now, what's also, what's also interesting is during the height of the apartment craze in which you had tons of real estate investors um, wanting to buy up as many apartments as possible. It was almost like, almost like an arms race. And you had people, in my opinion, buying doors, which are units, or for hotels, they call them keys. Had them buying doors at the same price, if not double the price of like a single family home. So it was already like way out of pocket, in my opinion. Like the valuations didn't make any sense. And not to, not to mention that for many of those assets that were bought, they were, they were class A assets that had compressed or lowered cap rates. In other words, the return on investment for those buildings were, were always like five or 6%, in which, in which what was typically happening before this craze in, this, in that bubble, so you have people that would invest in commercial real estate like apartment buildings, um, but they would normally invest in them for a double digit return because there was enough margin and enough safety. But for some reason, many people chose to take on the business model of a bank. The reason that people should not buy assets like, just like the bank buys an asset is because the bank gets their money for, for well, for many decades at least. They, they got their money like basically, basically at 0% interest, okay? You can't do that. So when we had other people, other people, other people doing that as well, it began to mess up the comps and the values were all out of whack. So what's going to happen now in the future? Here's what, here's what you do going forward. If you are someone who understands wholesaling, this is an even this is an even better time for you, because when it comes to the single family homes, you have values that, that are expected to dip in some some cases as low as 70 percent. That means that people will be underwater. That means that this is a good time also to, to look at some type of creative financing if you really want to help out those homeowners. But also, if you're not on the residential side, this is a great opportunity to look for operators of, of apartment buildings or office buildings or other commercial spaces who just want to get out. And if you have, if you and your partners or if you're going around raising money right now, 
and you're presenting this opportunity to other partners, this is a great this is a great way to take over some of those buildings, businesses that maybe are looking for an exit strategy. And you can probably conglomerate those or, or put those buildings or businesses or assets together and make it into a larger asset that as the market rebounds after uh, a two year cycle, you'll be able to go ahead and capitalize and get out. Now, Warren Buffett has, has a quote that says, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. So during the craze of people buying stuff out of whack, people were being greedy. And that was actually the time for you for you to either sell or for you to watch on the sideline. Now is your time to get in the game. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's up, guys? Leland Baptist here, and I wanted to give you guys an awesome, awesome opportunity. So if you are a business owner, if you're an investor, and guess what you're going to need? You're going to need a bank account to house all that money, right? Passive income and active income. So if you're looking for a bank account, one of my suggestions is for you to look at North One Bank. North One Bank is a virtual online bank account. I know you're thinking, I thought about it too, like, man, how am I going to initiate wires. Well, you do it literally from your home. No more going to the bank and having to sign off as you transfer money from one area to the, to the other, or you wire things from one company to the other, right? All you have to do is go to lelandbaptist.com slash north one. That's lelandbaptist.com forward slash north N-O-R-T-H one O-N-E set up your free account and because you use that special link you're going to get $75 when you open your account they're literally going to pay you for that now what's great about north one is that you can utilize it anywhere it's virtual banking and there's no issues uh, no additional fees necessary so if you're a business owner or you're looking to open up another account for your business or for your investment accounts try it out go to lelandbaptist.com forward slash north one You'll be happy that you're there.